Joining us live from Indianapolis on the Ring Central guest line is none other than Warrior Jarrett Jack. Back on the Murph and Mac Show, Brian Murphy and Paul McCaffrey, bright and early in Indy. And Jarrett, we thank you for coming hey, on. Jarrett. How are you this morning? Not a problem, not a problem. I'm good. How are you guys? We're, We're doing good, good man. man. You guys, what a what a fun, fun win yesterday, huh? Go to the road. You know, things already aren't going that well, and you guys get that one-point win. Tell us about maybe that feeling right afterwards in the locker room. It was crazy. Um, you know, we were able to kind of, you know, make some momentum uh, with this three-game stretch we had at home. And, uh, you know, we wanted to have some carryover with that when we go out on the road. And uh, the first, the most important game uh, on, on a five-game road trip is always the first one. So we wanted to come out there and really take care of business. Yeah, and so tell us about the first half of that game. Now, I think the game started at, uh, West Coast time pretty darn early. 12.30 here in the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. And um, did that you affect know, your guys' body and all that? Is it kind of hard to get going? I mean, it's possible, but we're no excuse, no explanation team. You know, once we walk uh, in between those lines and the ball is tipped up, we're out there playing hard just like everybody else. Yeah, and, and, and tell us a little bit then about you going over and getting into it. I think it was with uh, it was with Greg Stiesma, right? Uh, you got into it a little bit and maybe a, yeah, a, a little uh, shove. Yeah. Was it? Were you trying to get the team going a little bit? I like that. No, nah, I mean, it was just a play where, you know, I guess the physicality side kind of took over. And, uh, you know, me and him had a little situation. I, I, I got it ironed out on my own terms. And, um, you know, my, my guys were behind me when the whole thing happened, so I was proud to see that. And uh, maybe the game kind of turned in our, moment, uh, in our favor with that. But, you know, I wasn't trying to do anything dirty or whatever. I was just standing up for myself, and I was just glad to see my teammates right there behind me with it. Yeah, and I was. That was a good spark. That was a good spark and a good moment in the game. And also your uh, your first quarter, 11 points in the first quarter. I mean, you were shooting lights out in the first quarter. You know, when you're feeling that way, when you're feeling hot like that, is that also giving the team and the guys around you the spark that they need to elevate their play? Uh, without question. You know, I try to come in and be aggressive regardless if, you know, the, you know, uh, our team is struggling in the first quarter or if they're doing a good job of providing the energy themselves. So I just try to come in and try to be that constant spark no matter what the situation is. How do you feel about the fact the Warriors are talking about NBA sixth man of the year for you, Jared? Are you, are you comfortable with that kind of talk? I mean, it's, it's extremely humbling, overwhelming. Um, you know, recently to be putting putting that type of company um, for any type of individual accolade, but I've I've said this, you know, uh, since I've got here, and as a player, the things I play for, I play for everybody else's goals, and that's the thing we preach in our locker room: selfless basketball. You know, every time I lace up my shoes and step in between the lines, one of the goals I had on my mind was to get David Lee into the All Star game, to put, to get Steph Curry into the All Star game, and get you know, these guys who haven't experienced playoff basketball into the postseason. And I think when you put other people's goals before yours, your individual goals or what you necessarily want for yourself will fall, you know, in line as well. Well, it's great to hear from Jarrett Jack, who's joining us live from Indianapolis after the two incredible games to lift the Warriors past the Spurs on Friday night. And then again, after a sluggish start in Minnesota to get that key road win uh, to start the road trip off. He's on the Murphy Max Show with Brian Murphy and Paul McCaffrey. And Jared, I mean, you're, you're such a, a team first guy and it spreads throughout the, the locker room and everything. I'm just wondering wh- who you credit with that influence. Was it your mom and dad growing up? Was it a high school coach? Was it a college coach? Was it, where did, where did somebody impress upon you that it's more important that the team wins than that you have glory? I mean, it, it was actually a combination, you know, uh, trust and believe. It wasn't something that I just woke up with, uh, this mentality that I have. You know, I, I have a tremendous set of parents that have always instilled in me hard work and team play. Um, 
I've had been blessed to have a tremendous amount of coaches as well. But you know, over my eight year period as being a professional, you know, um, your, your mentality t- tends to change. You know, um, I'm 29 years old now, and to say that I've always had this mentality since I was a rookie, I'd be lying. Mm-hmm. And you know, going through the bumps and bruises, the ups and downs. Uh, you know, of this NBA has kind of taught me a lot. And, you know, I try to do my best, you know, to try to be that one person that's consistent, uh, you know, in my emotions as as much as possible. Um, You know, I'm a guy that the team really gravitates toward. And I just try to do my best to try to lead vocally and with my emotions as well. Okay, man. Well, leading leading on the court is awesome. And Murph and I were reading a, a piece in the Chronicle today about before the game yesterday. You're doing a little leading behind the scenes, too. So, like, tell us about this. You walked in to the locker room, right? And a couple of the guys were eating, like, a barbecue chicken lunch or something before the game. And you, like, you <laughs> even fries. Started, you were leading them in the uh, in the nutritional region as well. Well, you know, I mean, typically, they, uh, you know, a lot of guys have their own routine. You know, I'm not one to judge about that, but... Um, like, like you guys know, we had an earlier game than, than usual, and things were kind of sped up. And, uh, you know, I just didn't want anybody to be sluggish. That's all. Um, and I didn't want to have a, a reason why somebody could point to you for being sluggish. <laughs> and if it's whatever you're eating right before the game, if that could be a reason, maybe we can kind of hold off on that until the end of the game. Nice. You know, and I'm I'm not one to pick at people or try to tell somebody what to do. I mean, you know, guys are pros. They know their bodies better than anybody else's. But, you know, I was kind of saying it jokingly, but I was kind of serious in a sense as well. Yeah, saying, hey, listen, we got to take care. Let's, let's be prepared. For you, it was like a preparation thing. Without question. Yeah. You yeah. know, um... That was a tough team we were playing against. You know, they're a team that's really scrappy, um, an active bunch. Um, Ricky Rubio, Nikolai Pekovic, I mean, Luke Riddenauer, a lot of people may, may look at these guys or look at this team, and when you say those names, they don't necessarily jump out at you. You know, unlike when we played the Spurs on Friday and they have a Tony Parker, a Tim Duncan, a, a Manu Ginobili. And, you know, with those names, they kind of make your ears perk up. And, you know, you tend to play to the level of your competition sometimes. You know, we definitely want to have that mentality like we had Friday, no matter who we're playing against. But, you know, you kind of fall by the wayside sometimes. And I think that was kind of the reason why we had that sluggish first quarter. Actually, just kind of an interesting parenthetical side note. What is the best possible nutritional uh, fuel for a basketball game because it's interesting. You are getting some major cardio going on, so you can't have something too heavy. But yeah. you got to have something because you got to fuel energy. up. So what is the best? What's the best um, call? I mean, I I couldn't really tell you. Our strength and conditioning coach Johan Wang, he does a tremendous job of always. You know, I I, I lean on him a lot. You know, I, I've taken my nutrition in great consideration this year. Um, Anytime I'm ordering or something, I'm always, he probably feels like a parent or something. I'm always calling him, like, what should I eat? What's good for me? Do I take the skin and, off this? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. I, and I honestly just play off yeah. him. You know, he, he's been tremendous for me. Um, this summer, I, I had a stress fracture in my foot and wasn't, wasn't able to work out. And obviously, I wasn't able to work out. I came in a little bit overweight. And he was able to get me all the way down into game shape in about a week and a half, two weeks. So, you know, he's the guy probably to look to for for us, you know, really being able to take care of our bodies. All right. Talking to Jared Jack on the Murphy Max Show. Got to ask you the question, man. Murph and I, we all have our own opinions. We all saw the new look on Friday night. But we got to get your take, Jared. Your, your take on the short sleeves, the pinstripe shorts, are, are you down with it? Would you like to not wear them again? What do you think? 
I mean, it was cool. You know, I, mean, I, I figured, I put, I put it like this. If it's going to be a situation where all eyes are going to be on a certain team for what you have on, why not let it be us? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, man, you know what I mean? And it wasn't a channel, uh, newspaper, I don't know, that didn't have a write-up or story or anything about them. So if that's going to be the case, then, you know, I, I would love to be a part of it. And I'm glad we were able to get the win. Um, the slogan we was going by in the, in the locker room was, it, it's got to be the shirts. <laughs> you know, it must be the shirts, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was cool. Um, a lot, somebody said, look like we all were in the tour de France. <laughs> a little bit, uh, yeah. With the yellow shirts. But, it, I mean, it was cool. It was a fun experience, and I think we're going to wear them a few more times. Two so. more times, yeah. And just not to – I know you're worried about Indiana tomorrow night. And by the way, the road trip, for people wondering, at Indiana tomorrow night, on Cambiar at 4 o'clock, at New York Wednesday night. We always know how the garden is, 4.30. At Boston Friday night, 4.30 on Cambiar. And then at Philly Saturday at 12.05. So four games coming up now in the next uh, five days. Very, very intense schedule. But not to look backwards, because I know you're looking forwards, but just a little bit more on that Spurs game and just what it meant to you, that win on national TV, how you performed, and I know you're a humble guy, but to hear that you're the first guy off the bench to go 30 points, 10 boards since Magic Johnson. Come on. Um, you know, that flight from the Bay Area to Mini, you must have had a couple of fond memories wash over you. Man, it was, you know, when I actually got the news about it, you know, I really had to sit down. Because, you know, in my in my opinion, you know, Magic Johnson is the best point guard to ever do it. And we all tried to emulate him uh, to some degree. You know, his passion, his flair he had for the game. And just to be mentioned in that company is tremendous. My question was, who the hell was starting in the game as to where Magic had to come off the bench? It's <laughs> a great question. You know what? That's yeah. a tremendous <laughs> question. Who was that dude? I bet I can look that up because basketballreference.com yeah. has box scores. I'll try to get that for you, Jared. I'll get the answer. Yeah, out to man. Raymond Ritter. Yeah, but whoever the guy's name is is going to be the wrong choice, though, because <laughs> oh, nobody should be starting God. over Magic. <laughs> yeah. That's a great call, Jerry. And then finally, in closing, kind of a serious question. That's about Andrew Bogut. Um, you know, obviously, everybody was so excited to have a seven-foot center come, but it's just been, you know, one thing after another. And just tell us about the team getting the news that he's out indefinitely with the back injury, and then it turns around and you guys go ahead and win a couple games without him. I mean, is, it, is there a chance that you guys have, you know, a chemistry without him? him that works um i mean i i don't know uh, if it's necessary to say without him it works but you know we we've been put in situations as to where we've had to battle without him and you know him going down and us not having him uh it's, it's not foreign to us still being able to be successful but you know we would love to have bogues out there with us you know he's a very tough 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 guy and even while he was coming back and playing, you know, I can tell he, he was nowhere near healthy. And he was just coming out here battling, you know, trying to give the team anything he had. And obviously we know when you have one nagging injury, it can kind of spread throughout your body and kind of, you know, how everything is connected. So I don't know if the stress of his ankle kind of had him favoring something that had his, you know, back kind of give out on him a little bit. But, you know, we hope, we're hoping that he can get the rest that he needs. Hopefully we can hold down the fort while he's out and, uh, you know, keep things rolling until he's able to get back healthy. Are you ready for this? I, through the magic of the internet, Jared, I will let you go on this. Starting at guard on February 16th, 1996, Uh-oh. over Magic Johnson, Uh-oh. Nick Van Exel. Oh, yeah. Nick the Quick. Oh, okay. Well, there you that, go. That, that's, there you not, go. that's not a bad choice. Okay. Nick, Nick Van Exel, probably one of my <laughs> most underrated guards of all time. Uh, 
you know, I, I can live with that one. I thought you were about to tell me with somebody else. Well, the starting five that day for the Lakers were Nick the Quick, Eldon Campbell, Cedric Ceballos, Vlade Divac, and Eddie Jones. That's a pretty Eddie good Jones. squad right there. So there you go. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not, that's not a bad squad. <laughs> hey, Jared, thanks, man. Hey, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, c- continued success, Jared. Warrior fans are loving it. As you know, when you're in Oracle, you feel the love. So thanks for coming on the Murphy Mac Show. Thank you, man. Thank you guys for having me.